the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. All right, welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever coming at you after the NBA Finals, before the NBA Draft, mid-Stanley Cup lit, a lot going on even though we are entering the NBA offseason, but want to kick it to you. Let's recap, debrief, talk out the NBA Finals. How are we doing? You know... It, it is what it is with the Celtics. I was really rooting for them. I, I really loved the team this year. I loved how how well coached they were. I loved their defense. Um, they've got a lot of great guys that are that are offensive superstars, in my opinion. They just didn't show up. I mean, Jason Tatum to me was uh, a major letdown in in this in this series, the final series when it mattered the most, which is pretty unfortunate. I think the Warriors' experience obviously played a huge role in this. They've been here before. They've done this before. Um, we might see the all-time best NBA trio emerging in Green and Curry and Thompson. So it's really hard to compete with that. I mean, it was tough. The Warriors well-deserved win. Very excited for our guy Draymond to get a fourth ring. I think that's awesome. Um, and so yeah, it was it is what it is. I'm obviously already kind of thinking about the next season because you gotta just dust it off when you lose big like that. I had the Celtics in seven, obviously, and it didn't even go to seven. So it is what it is. You take your L and you just move on. So hopefully next season will be a little better, but I'm already, I'm already peeking at that futures market a little bit. I'm just bummed that we didn't both win. I, I was trying to bring you to the Warriors side and you didn't want to come. You didn't want to come to the Cali. Well, forgive shit. me, Monaco. Forgive me. You have a habit of betting with your emotions. So <laughs> I didn't want to get wrapped up into the Monaco emotions betting thing because it's hard to get out of that. I can't let myself go there. So it just so happened, Monaco, your emotions were absolutely correct this time. But that doesn't always happen. You know, it's it's tough when it's your team or a team that you love and grew up watching. So I should have, I should have followed you over there, but I was just, I was nervous. 
No, it's all good. You all, you faded the the best shooter in the history of the NBA. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, here we go. Here we I, go. I'm just saying, I, the Celtics they they were so young and showed their youth in that series on so many levels. I always want to throw to you before we move on to, to futures. If you were Brad Stevens, if you were GM in this team, and clearly turnovers were the biggest consistent issue for them in the finals. What would you do? Would you move any of those pieces? Would you consider moving a Marcus Smart, a Robert Williams to upgrade? I had a crazy thought that if they went with Smart and Robert Williams and maybe someone else and a pick, they could get Dame Lillard, which would be just explosive. But would you would you ruffle the feathers of this team or would you just try to add a piece or two and run it back? You know, that's a good question because you don't want to make so many changes that it kind of ruins the culture of this team. Obviously, this team built an insane culture under M.A. Udoka. They they went all the way. I mean, they didn't win at all, but they they definitely had the culture that they needed. Um, and, and that is half the battle, I think, with, with the NBA. It's such a star-driven league that you need that chemistry. And I think the Celtics found it this year. They kind of found that groove, found that rhythm. Um it kills me to say this because I love Marcus Smart. I absolutely love Marcus Smart, but I think the thing that they are missing is a consistent point guard. And it kills me to say that because I absolutely adore Smart, the way that he plays. When he's on, he's on. But when he's not, it's tough. You know, you, you got to have someone that can facilitate um, cleanly. I mean, there's just a lot of times where it gets so messy from Smart. And I think that killed them a lot in the postseason this year with, with turnovers, like you mentioned. So I also think to your point with Robert Williams as a center, love him when he's healthy, but he's not healthy very often. And so it's really tough um, to build a very consistent program, kind of build that, um, that mature basketball when you've got either health injuries, smart and Williams both battle that. um, And then a facilitator that's inconsistent. So it really kills me because again, it's one of those double-edged swords where you don't want to you don't want to mess with the culture and the chemistry too much that has been built this season. But at the same time, um, I think a point guard and a healthy center might be the missing piece um, to this puzzle for the Celtics. So it's, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Maybe you give it one more year with the team you've got, and then you start making changes after that. But um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's interesting. I think health was a big issue for them. And um, yeah, those turnovers, man, they killed them. Well, Onwards and upwards. The nice thing is in the betting world, we move on quickly. And I know you've already kind of fired a little bit or at least narrowed in your MVPs for next week or next year. Talk to me a little bit about who you like, a couple players, and then we'll also get your thoughts on the NBA Finals. Yeah, I'm doubling down again on John Moran. I had him last season and playing at an MVP caliber for for the majority of the season, in my opinion, until he got injured. Obviously, a part of the MVP conversation is winning. I think the Grizzlies will continue to win. I think they have another successful season ahead of them. Um, And I like John Morant to play a big role in that, in their success next season. Um, I think he plays in an MVP caliber. He is the type of guy to me that gets better every single season. And I think he's just going to continue to do that. I'm also seeing him chirp a whole lot more on Twitter, especially to our guy, Draymond Green. And and John Moran doesn't strike me as the type of guy to not back up his trash talk. So I'm feeling very optimistic about him. I think I grabbed it at plus 1600. Obviously, it is very, very early, but um, the value is there. I love the way that he played last season. I think that he was obviously in and out of conversation 
um, for MVP, but the injury kind of brought him, brought him back a little bit. And so I like it. I, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to rock with him again this season, hopefully have better luck, but at six at plus 1600, I, I love the value for jaw. Yeah, I like it. I feel, I feel like the NBA betters, uh, the voters have leaned big lately. Well, obviously with the back-to-back Jokic, Giannis, I think he's the best guard fire. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that. I do think a big though is worth sprinkling on. I'm kind of leaning to Giannis here. I mean, his numbers, he just was swept completely under the rug because of how incredibly efficient Jokic and Embiid were. But can you get behind a big in addition to Jaw next year? Yeah, I love Giannis as well. I mean, he's uh, I've got the Bucks in my top five looking ahead to next season. So obviously winning, I think, will not be an issue for them. Hopefully they've got a healthy Chris Middleton. Um, but yeah, Giannis, I mean, there's no argument that he was easily one of the best players in the league this past season. And I think, yeah, he did get overlooked because of guys like Jokic and Embiid. So I, I love Giannis. I think it's a great choice looking ahead to the 2023 season for MVP. How are we feeling about who is going to be in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference finals? It's your chance to go get on the Warriors bandwagon. Liv, you can well, join the Draymond Green train here. Yeah, so I do. I did kind of build a top five. My first team headed first place, headed into the next season is the Warriors. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> um, cool. I think that they, you know, are just a really excellent team on all fronts. And, you know, as long as they stay healthy, I, I, I don't, they, they could absolutely win a back-to-back championship. Um, also in my top th- or top five is the Bucks. I like the Bucks next season. Um, I did stick the Celtics in there as well, but it'll be interesting to see what they do in this off season. So that is subject to change. I did throw my Denver Nuggets in my top five for next season. Removing the bias, I think a healthy Nuggets. Removing the bias. No, I'm telling you, I think they could make a deep playoff run. You have to remember, Jamal Murray has not did not play one time this season for the Nuggets, and they managed to make it into the postseason. That is absurd. That, to be honest with you, as a Nuggets fan, them making the playoffs this year was shocking to me. Um, Jamal Murray coming back healthy, I think, is going to be massive for this Nuggets team. So I think if they can remain healthy, they can absolutely make a deep playoff run. I've also got the Grizzlies in there, but another sleeper team that I'm keeping my eyes out on, um, especially from a value perspective, is the Clippers. If the Clippers have a healthy Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, I think there's absolutely value with that team. So That's kind of my top five. I don't really know if I want to take the Warriors because that's just kind of the chalky bet to me. And I kind of want to look for value. If I'm going to sprinkle on something this early, I'm looking at it from a value perspective. So teams like the Grizzlies or the Clippers or the Nuggets might be worth a sprinkle to me because the value is there. But that's kind of my top five, top six that I'm flirting with ahead of the season. I like it. Um, Outside of the Nuggets, I think it's a great... (laughs) And that's not a shot at your backdrop. I just don't, I don't think that team is in the West, a top three team, and it's a stacked West. I mean, I think the Warriors, if there's value in this, you you can make fun of me for this. But as far as a long shot that could pay off, especially with the rumor mill swirling, I'm loving the LA Lakers at 20 to one right now. I'm sorry. If LeBron James is on your team, if Anthony Davis is on your team and they're healthy, you have a shot, Lib. And I love Darwin. I think Ham's going to come in and he's going to bring in a culture and he's going to bring in accountability. And he already mentioned in a couple of sound bites 
defense first, which if we remember back to the Vogel bubble team, that was a top three defensive team in terms of points of against. So they have to reinstill defense. And I do feel confident if there is a trade, I'm fired up. If there isn't, I, I do feel a lot more confidence with Ham than with Vogel in terms of getting into Westbrook's noggin and getting him to buy in to some sort of different role or some sort of more team-oriented role. And I just think he had the yips last year. I, I mean, he was not that bad of a shooter in his entire career, yeah. wrapped up combined in one season in L.A. I mean, he was hitting the top of the backboard like he forgot how to putt. So I think that will get pedaled back a little. But, I mean, let me just toss it back to you real quick. If there is a chance that Kyrie comes to L.A., reunites with Braun, how do we not sprinkle on just the chance that that could happen, especially with what FanDuel's given us odds-wise right now? Yeah, I mean, if you if you think that a healthy, healthy Lakers team this season is going to look a whole lot better than they did last season, and like you mentioned, a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD and a new coach to kind of, you know, help Westbrook get back into his normal groove. Um, you better grab the Lakers right now because that value is going to change if they acquire a guy like Kyrie and the value is going to be way less um, if Kyrie joins the Lakers. And that is the rumor that's kind of spinning around right now. I will say, you know, there's a lot of hype and excitement around Kyrie potentially being a Laker again, but is it a good thing that him and LeBron are going to be teammates again? I mean, let's not forget Kyrie kind of had a little bit of an attitude playing with LeBron James. He was sick of playing in LeBron's shadow. If he goes to the Lakers, he, he better get familiar with being in LeBron's shadow because LeBron is the Lakers. So part of me is kind of wondering if this chemistry is going to kind of take a little bit of getting used to if Kyrie does join the Lakers and, and is playing with LeBron James again. I don't know if it's going to be this automatic success like people think it might be. I think it may take some time. Um, so it, I don't know. I've been thinking about that combination of players being on the same roster. And man, there is a lot of talent, but we've talked about this before, Monaco. If, if you know, talent is, is great, um, but if you don't have that chemistry and that culture, it really doesn't matter. So I'm interested to see if you do throw Kyrie into the Lakers mix, what does that chemistry look like? What does that culture look like? And what kind of an attitude is he going to have about playing with LeBron James again? Um, so interested to see how that dynamic is. But yeah, I think grabbing the Lakers right now before any trade is finalized is the way to go because that value is going to change immensely. Do you think the odds will go down tremendously from 20 to one? Uh, like our producer shouted out, Matt, could it go to 10 to one? Like if you think this trade could happen, because you can also on FanDuel fire on futures and then cash out and make a profit. If your bet goes up, like that was happening during the NFL offseason. If you were getting a team like the Broncos before, and you knew that they were getting rust before they got rust, you would make a profit before the season even start. So if there was a team to fire on like that, do you think LA is that team? Yes, I do. I do. Let's go. <laughs> Monaco's hyped. I'm hyped. Well, we got the NBA draft. You can bet on it in certain states. I'm in New York. You can't bet on it. But it seems like the overwhelming consensus is that Jabari Smith out of Auburn is going to the magic at one. I did want to mention for our listeners briefly that it seems like Chet Holmgren out of Gonzaga is going to the Thunder, but Bancaro out of Duke has gone from, and our, our fellow favorites pod, shout this out, I was listening to it, 
they went from around he went from around plus 1600 in the last 48 hours down to like plus 250 to be the first overall draft pick so I don't know if that changes anything. I think Ben Carroll's got the highest upside. I don't know if the Magic are locked on Jabari, but just wanted to throw it out there. And then there's a huge rumor mill swirling around the four pick with the Kings. Are they going to go Jaden Ivey? Are they going to trade out? The Knicks are trying to potentially make a push. Ivy's minus 130 right now to go fourth on FanDuel. I think that's a really good fire. There's too much juice in the top three. Yeah, I think probably. Ivy could be a good four. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you have any quick thoughts on the draft, if not, we'll, we'll hop into Stanley Cuff here in your Colorado avalanche. Yeah. How, how are you feeling? You're up to one and yeah. they look virtually, they looked virtually unstoppable until game three, but I mean, how, what's the buzz of the town? You're in the city. Talk to me about what's going on with the apps. Yeah. I mean, I think there was going into game three something had to give because the lightning were the best team at home and the Avs were the best team on the road. So someone's losing this game and, and you know, the records are being broken. So I think a lot of people knew the go, especially Avs fans going into game three, um, the likelihood of seeing a shutout the way that we did in game two was just not going to happen again. Um, I think I am an, I'm a new hockey fan. I'm a new hockey better. I have never really been one to, watch hockey it's just not been the sport that's on my tv growing up you know i was we were always a basketball and football family um but my brother is a massive hockey fan and he's a massive hockey better so i'm learning a lot about not only the sport but also betting on it and um so i obviously went to the watch party at ball arena for game two which was super super fun or i'm sorry game three Um, so fun. And it kind of feels like you're there because it's on the jumbotron, but the mascot's still there. The ice is out. You know, it's, 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 it was awesome. It was a really great way to watch. Not so fun to watch from the perspective of, you know, they lost, which was really, really tough, but, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not realize how great the Tampa Bay goalie is. Um, and I tweeted out and I was like, wow, he had me fooled last game. Like, he's incredible. And everyone's like, yeah, welcome to hockey. He's the best goalie in the world. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, didn't know that now I know. Um, so he obviously played incredible. And I, again, if I had known that he was one of the best, if not the best, I would definitely said, okay, yeah, he's not going to let that seven zero thing happen again ever in this series. Um, however, I will say Tampa Bay to me looked like they were fighting for their lives. I, I, I really, I think that they came out and it was just give it everything you've got. Will we see that same intensity in this game tonight? I don't think so. I think exhaustion obviously plays a factor here. And to me, if I'm, as I was watching game three, it felt like there was more effort um, by Tampa Bay because I just think that they knew, they know what they're up against with this avalanche team and the abs are awesome, especially offensively. They are, they have a very intense and aggressive and electric offense. And so I think as I was watching the game, I was just like, Tampa Bay is like, they, like they are giving it everything. They were, they were playing a hundred and with 150% effort. Um, you, they're not robots. They're humans. They're going to get tired doing that. So I could see the abs pulling off a win here in game four. Um, again, they're a great road team. Let's not forget so that obviously I think will will help them immensely here but um yeah I think it's uh 
I don't know, Monaco, I'm new to this. And obviously I have a bias here because I would love to go to a Stanley Cup parade. Um, I went to the Broncos Super Bowl parade when uh, Von Miller was the MVP and Peyton Manning was on the big fire truck. So I would love to go to a parade and that maybe my bias is talking here, but I think the Avs are going to win it all. I think it could be a gentleman's sweep. That's kind of my, my, uh, my little guess here. My little bet, if you will, is a gentleman's sweep. So I think the Avs have got the win tonight, but they're up against, you know, a really great team. So I'd love to know your thoughts because you've been doing the hockey thing more than me, I'm sure. So I would love to know how you feel about it. Yeah, I got to know the lighting pretty well in a, in a rough way here in New York after the Rangers went up 2-0 and caught four straight outs. And yeah, Vasilevsky, their goalie, is the reason why they've gone back-to-back. It's the reason why they're here. He shut down the Rangers in that series. But, I mean, you saw what happened in game one and two. He, he gave up three in that first period in game one, and then he shut it down. And, of course, he has one in, in overtime, 4-3. But that 7 nothing loss was... And I was on the lightning, so that was demoralizing. I I have a Warriors lightning parlay, so I am locked in on Tampa. I thought experience, kind of same methodology as the Warriors to the Celtics would be with the Avs because they haven't the Avs haven't been there. Geez, since you had Roy in, in goalkeep in, in the goalkeeping before we were like you know I don't know five ten years old, but I do like the. Lightning tonight, I think it's a home game where, look, and I, I, you, you've watched with your eyes and you alluded to it. The Avs skate so well. They, they skate so hard. They skate so well. And between McKinnon and McCarr and Rantanen, they're, they're stacked. There is a parlay on here on FanDuel that I do like. I don't know if you like anything on here. But McKinnon, Rantanen, McCarr, and Stamkos to each record a point. At plus 225, I really like. I, I mean, are you sure you want to bet on the lightning and take that parlay? I mean, that's the thing. I, I it's gonna go over <laughs> if it ha- if it has to be. It ha- it has to go over. It has, it has to, to. mathematically. No, for sure. There for isn't sure. any like take the lightning and Stamkos to score or Kucherov to score. I would do that all day. But <laughs> I like that Stamkos scored. And look, look, this is points live. So like assist. You know, we could humbly even this out by Rantanen passing to McKinnon. I get two points right there. McCarr, you know, on an assist. That's two goals. Avs get two goals, and they stop at two goals. And we we cash a Stamkos W here on a goal and a win. He had two points last game. I like that at plus 225. It's There's there's a lot of value on this board that FanDuel's given us, but that's probably – I'm going to go with the guys – that have scored and contributed consistently throughout this run. I think the stars shine bright tonight. So I like that at plus 225. Yeah, I think the trend that we're going to see in this series is the over. I saw somebody, I, I saw a bunch of people saying, take the under in game three, take the under in game three. And I look at my brother and I go, would you go over or under? Because I knew what my gut was telling me. I was like, why, why would I take the under? First of all, I don't want to go to a watch party and watch the under. <laughs> not doing that. So I look at my brother and he goes, absolutely take the over. And I was like, all right, I'm taking the over. So over six goals did hit. And I think that will be the trend through this series. Um, I really do. So I'm actually liking kind of similar to yours a little bit. Stamkos and McKinnon to each record five plus shots on goal. They both had that in the last game. I think because the over is the trend here, there's just going to be a lot of 
shot attempts, essentially. Um, so really, really liking both Stamkos and McKinnon tonight for five plus shots on goal. McKinnon had six last game. Stamkos had five. So I'm liking that trend to continue. Just, just a lot of offense, offensive power from both, from both teams is kind of the name of the game here. So um, liking that one. And, you know, I might just go ahead and take over six again. That was a fun <laughs> to ride and um, it cashed just very easily, seamlessly last, last game. So those are kind of the two things I'm looking at right now. I like it. I think that's a great bet. And the she's a pace, what, five to one, something like that. So that's, that's money. You're picking the two best players on each team. So I, I'm all for it. Hopefully yeah. um, I don't want to root against, Against you in the in the cup, unfortunately, I do think the Av- I think I'm on the wrong side. I think the Avs are going to win the the Stanley Cup. I I hate to say it, but I don't know about a gentleman sweep. We'll see if they win tonight. It's over. If it's two two, you know, I mean, geez, game one could have went either way. Went to overtime. So you're talking about a whole nother series. I would just I would love a win tonight because the Moody family is hosting a cul-de-sac watch party. We got a sixteen no foot yes. We got a 16-foot blow-up projector screen. My dad's making pulled pork sandwiches. We're going to have drinks. He's making margaritas. We're watching the game in the cul-de-sac on a nice summer's night. So I would love to get a oh, W. Get get us an invite to the Moody cul-de-sac party. That sounds Listen, phenomenal. Where there's a Moody, there's a party. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Let's go. That's all I'm going to say. And for the people watching that are like, Moody, yes, my last name is Moody, not Moods. So there you go. You learn something new every day, but yeah, we're, we're turning up tonight. So Man. I'll make sure I post it. And Hey, if, if, if it comes back home and we do another watch party, I'll have you book a plane ticket and you can come hang out. <laughs> Let's go parlay it into the, the parade. Get a little, That's right. little Colorado That's right. life. I love it. Well, no, that, that wraps up the best gambling show ever. We got some nice little NBA futures to flirt with couple of parlays in this game for tonight. I'm excited. I will. If you end up doing a live stream to virtually hop in and have margaritas at the cul-de-sac for others that want to join, you know, let us know. I got you. I got you, Monaco. <laughs> All right, for Live on Alex, we'll be back next week. <laughs>